Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. America faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. It's jaw-dropping if you think about it. It's been a week now since we found out that the Department of Homeland Security, the nation's premier law enforcement agency, intends to use a disinformation commission to police the speech of half the country. It's a direct attack against the GOP and its voters. Had we done this to them, they'd have gone wild. The Democrat leadership, Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi, the respective leaders of the House and the Senate, would have immediately held an outraged press conference. They would have unveiled within hours the legislation they plan to use to stop us from silencing them. And then, as we're going to see them start doing this weekend, they would immediately commence with the violence, the burning, the looting. And you can bet it'd be more than a billion dollars this time. By now, the Democrat leadership would have marshaled tens, if not hundreds of thousands, to D.C. We saw that this week, and they can do it, they do it all the time, with protests already reaching the 15,000 mark in attendance outside the Supreme Court, going night and day. On May 11th, they're going to hit the Supreme Court justices' homes. It would be a nonstop, around-the-clock, free court press, with every Democrat governor and dignitary on the news, on an endless news cycle, on a loop, to stop the censorship. And cities, they'd burn. We know that, because we've seen it. They'd be outside the homes of Republican elected officials night and day. I bring this up only as a contrast to what didn't happen this week. See, it's been a week now since the Disinformation Commission was announced. And so far, the GOP leadership, namely Mitch McConnell, Kevin McCarthy, haven't even bothered to hold a press conference. Pelosi herself would have held the press conference to announce the legislation they quickly drafted. Mitch McConnell has said absolutely nothing. He's the leader of the party. Now that Trump's not president and the leader of the Senate. Kevin McCarthy put out a mean tweet. Just one mean tweet saying he didn't like it. Steve Scalise, the number two in charge in the House, the number two in GOP leadership, linked to a Facebook video of some Republican complaining about the Disinformation Commission. Lauren Boebert, who actually is on our side, she's a Republican congresswoman, did have a quote in a press release she put out from him saying he was mad, disgruntled and such, but I can't find any record of him saying it in public. And that's it. Understand, Democrat leaders are watching this. They watch our leadership. They don't care what Jim Jordan says or what Rand Paul says or what Ted Cruz says. They're not in leadership. They watch our leadership to see what will be tolerated. And the leadership sent a very clear message. They're totally cool with this disinformation commission. At least 
They don't intend to do anything serious to fight it. Had this been an attack on the Democrats, the leadership would have championed the legislation to fight it, would have introduced it, but they didn't. Instead, it had to come from Lauren Boebert, who, while popular with conservatives in the grassroots, has been a thorn in the leadership's side. So far, this legislation has just 48 co-sponsors. To put that in perspective, there are 211 Republicans in Congress. That's 22%. And the stone-cold silence from Mitch McConnell says it all. McConnell has a long, long record of saying absolutely nothing about censorship of conservatives. He's telegraphed for over a year now that he's fine with it by saying absolutely nothing. And that is why the left doubled down on this disinformation commission, even though the rollout was an absolute disaster. To experienced political watchers, one thing was clear. The GOP leadership wants this commission. And anything social media can do or the Democrats can do to censor the conservative base, in particular Trump supporters, all the better. Not only did I notice this this week on my radio show, I predicted it. As soon as the disinformation information broke, I said, nah, worst case scenario, Kevin McCarthy, the leader of the GOP in the House, would do a brief Fox interview, as he sometimes does, complaining about censorship, followed by absolutely nothing. No legislation, no movement, no threats of legislation. Should we regain power? Because he doesn't intend to do a damn thing. Now remember what we learned last week. Our side missed the most important part of those leaked McCarthy tapes where we caught him talking to GOP leaders. It wasn't the part where he talked to them about having Trump resign in disgrace. No, it was the part where he casually mentioned censoring other Republican members of Congress. I knew it. These guys have as much of a direct connection to social media to get people on our side censored as the Democrats do. They're absolutely casual about it when they talk to each other on these conference calls. But why? Because the Democrats are doing their dirty work for them. McConnell and McCarthy, who were around way before Trump, resent the hell out of the fact that they had to work for years to get their leadership positions. But the base views Trump as their leader. They want Trump gone. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. This is why McConnell said absolutely nothing about Trump being deplatformed all over the place. And why McCarthy, you remember, on those recordings that were leaked last week, it's why McCarthy was talking about getting others censored and getting Trump to resign. They could finally get all of us out of the way. When did it first become obvious that something was very, very wrong here with the GOP? It was back in 2020 when we learned for the first time that in 2017, when the GOP had control of both houses of Congress, that in an intelligence committee meeting run by the GOP, because we controlled the committees, Republicans had grilled the CrowdStrike CEO. CrowdStrike was the tech company 
that acted as a contractor to the Democrats, the tech company that insisted that Russia had colluded to hack the election, along with the DNC server. That was the election hacking part and Hillary's server. They went with a 22-page report to the FBI that contained no evidence. And based on that, remember, the FBI never got a hold of the server. Based on the CrowdStrike report, the FBI launched a four-year war against Trump in which it in the Department of Justice would ultimately force him to turn over more than a million documents related to Russia collusion under subpoena, all on the word of CrowdStrike. That's where it came from. So the GOP in 2017 had CrowdStrike under oath in a committee meeting. And what did CrowdStrike admit? They didn't actually know if there'd ever been a hacking. So how could they know the Russians did it? Well, they didn't, they admitted. But if there had been a hacking, it probably was the Russians. In other words, the GOP had known since 2017 that Donald Trump was utterly innocent of any of these charges. Oh, and... So were the Russians, as a matter of fact. But they allowed it to go on. Think about this. The Republicans controlled the House and the Senate in 2017 and 2018. Whoever controls the House and the Senate controls the committees and what comes before the committees. During that period, full time, four, four investigations into Russia-Trump collusion were ongoing. Whole time. Two in the House and two in the Senate. Complete with never-ending embarrassing leaks that made Trump look guilty. Again, the Democrats might have been leaking, but it was the Republicans that made sure it was possible. We now know that all that Russia collusion crap came from Hillary. How many investigations of Hillary did we have running in 2017 and 2018? None. Not on the Russia collusion angle, even though we knew by then the whole thing came from her campaign. In other words... Republicans were just as guilty as the Democrats of astroturfing the whole Russia collusion nightmare. It's just they did it a little bit more subtly from the background. They used the Democrats, in other words, as a murder weapon. And they're doing it now with the Disinformation Commission. Want to know what it's actually like inside the GOP where the war against Trump and his supporters still rages just a little bit more subtly? Here's a perfect example. Trump just backed a guy by the name of J.D. Vance in the Republican primary. Karl Rove and the Bushies backed his opponent. Vance stomped him. But take a listen to what Vance, who was on Tucker Carlson last night, had to go through. How the GOP leadership spent $2 million in that primary. Money that could have easily been spent against the Democrat to defeat Vance. This has been going on since the GOP primary. When the main donor spent $80 million that could have been spent against Hillary to try to take Trump out in the primary. It's never ended. Here's Vance describing what it is like and how hunted regular people, MAGA people, conservatives, and Trump supporters actually are inside the Republican Party right now. He's talking about Karl Rove, who you've probably seen on Fox News. He is the GOP's kingmaker who's chosen its Congress members for over 15 years. That's why they're all so nasty. Pro-open borders, anti-American, globalist, all of that. Rove resents the heck out of the fact that Trump is now doing the job he used to do. And they're listening to Trump and not Rove. Here's J.D. Vance, who just won his primary with Trump's endorsement in Ohio. 
talking about what it's really like inside the GOP. Uh, you know the slime ball, Carl Rove, uh, who shipped a lot of American jobs overseas, got rich in the process, and also sent uh, a lot of Americans to die in stupid conflicts. You know, Carl Rove uh, spent a lot of money. He wrote a lot of op-eds criticizing my candidacy. He was even calling my donors after Trump endorsed me, encouraging them to drop my campaign. So, you know, in, in a lot of ways, what this revealed is that you do have some very corrupt political consultants in the Republican Party who despise their own voters. Uh, it was crazy, Tucker. I mean, a couple of days before the primary, after I, I think we'd already kind of locked it up, we were way ahead in the polls. Uh, a Republican donor group put $2 million on TV to attack me, which really uh, didn't hurt my candidacy against the other Republicans. It actually just hurt me against the Democrats. So it actually, the candidacy, my, my candidacy revealed an incredible amount of corruption in our own party. And I think that's one of the things that I do have to fight against. You know, Tim Ryan, who I'm running against, is a, is a total fraud, but we also have to fight against the corruption in our own party. Understand what all of this means. It means the GOP leadership is willing to risk the loss of our free speech rights, maybe permanently, allow our censorship to take hold, possibly and quite predictably to the point where, like Trump, we won't even be able to run full campaigns because our ads will be banned off most of social media. They're willing to give up all of that for just a couple more good fundraising quarters, a couple more good quarters of power without Trump as a thorn in their side. They're willing to allow the utter weaponization of the FBI against us because, folks, it's going to become an entitlement. It will be an entitlement. Say Ron DeSantis is the next nominee. Say it's not Trump. It'll become an entitlement for the FBI to spy on and harass the next GOP candidate. That's the price. That's the precedent they're setting. We've lost so much control and power to the left with the GOP leadership using them as a murder weapon to take out Trump. We may never get it back. And they don't care. People need to understand this. So please, share this podcast far and wide. Battleground America with Tara Servatius. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.